Welcome into the Fairweather Podcast, where we discuss all things San Diego Loyal Soccer Club. The Fairweather Podcast is brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network and sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. Hello and welcome to the Fairweather Podcast. Slightly different intro, but we'll talk about that as we wrap up. Um, some shout outs to a friend. Um, welcome in. Uh, it's been a couple weeks. Uh, we took last week off to uh, have a little breath. Uh, the local Loyal Locals podcast had their live show on Wednesday, so we wanted to show them some love and support. So I know Marissa was there hanging out. I don't know if Chris stopped by at all, but we stopped by their podcast and wanted to show them love because uh, they were going live for the first time. Um, so we wanted to support that and that interview with um, Landon Donovan. If you haven't heard it, go check it out. It's a fun one. Uh, Marissa, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Uh, I've had a busy week already. It's Wednesday, and um, that's good. It's a good thing to be busy, I guess. Um, and it's so cool outside, and I'm loving it. I'm here for this, you know? How are you, Chris? Mm, I was just pondering what's thicker than cake. Oh. Ice cold? No, that's the wrong answer. Um, <laughs> that's definitely that's cooler than cool. Man, right. I'm always terrible at these. That's nah, nothing's thicker than cake, you know. Except for my love for you guys. Oh, that's 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 what's what's up well, right Dylan there. Dylan said he's thicker than cake. So. Oh shoot! I mean, the more cake I eat, the closer I get to cake. So <laughs> <laughs> up in that up in that cakedom. Afmir says he's drinking a classic stone IPA. Anyone else enjoying a beverage? Uh, I made one in a jug of lemonade. It was it's the Surfer on Acid, the uh, Malibu rum, pineapple juice, and Jägermeister. Ooh. Ooh, you had me till Jägermeister, and then it was like <laughs> hard turn to the left. No thanks. <laughs> I'm drinking a Crystal Grapefruit Novo Brazil Vegan Hard Seltzer. Nice, it's gourmet. Yeah, I like the can. And it looks very cool. I'm <laughs> drinking an, a strawberry lemonade Arnold Palmer. No alcohol involved. Oh, of course. You got it from Sonic, didn't you? Uh, no, it's in, it's in a can. So my wife went to go get him. I was like, can you get me an Arnold Palmer? This is like a week ago. I was like, I am dying for an Arnold Palmer. I haven't had one in a while. It was hot. I was like, I just need something delicious that isn't water. And then she was like, I couldn't find it. I was like, oh, my God. So tonight she comes. she comes back. Uh, she went out to go to uh, the store. She comes back, and she's like, I picked this up. I saw Arnold Palmer, and I just grabbed it. And I'm on the way back, and I'm like, there's strawberries all over this can. And she was like, what? She's like, it's strawberry lemonade. And I was like, I'm fine with it. It's delicious. So um, no alcohol. I mean, I can probably put some vodka in this eventually and kind of mix it up. Like- that would be yeah. a good idea. So if I dip if I dip out mid podcast, that's probably where I'm going is to go get me some Jerry some Jer- Jerry says bottle, bro. So that's a good question. Cans or bottle? I gotta know from the people that are in the chat. What do you prefer? Can or bottle? I think there's like a time and a place for can and time and place for bottle. Like make your case. Let's hear about it. Okay, so like I'll drink like I don't drink beer, but I will have a Pacifico with like lime like put around the rim and like i will drink that out of the bottle but out of a can yeah unless i'm tailgating okay like a bottle i think at home is kind of weird i do like to pour out of the bottle kind of like the whole show of it like okay 
crack the bottle, get your glass, pour it. Like, that's cool. You know? But It's, it's time for a can when you can just throw the key in there and just, boom, shotgun it at the tailgate. But, you know, I'll sometimes oh, I'll shotgun it. I'll shotgun it at home on the couch by myself, too. Yeah. Just for the thrill of it. Afmir knows we used to tailgate kind of Carb- together. Yeah. John, the carbonation via the can is so much better. Um, so I'm a little bit of a beer snob. So, like, sour beers don't usually come in cans, although they've been coming more these days. But back in the day, they all used to come in bottles. So I was, like, mostly a bottle guy because it's, like, beer snobbiness. Mm-hmm. But now <laughs> since the pandemic... Uh, Blind Lady Ale House has been canning a bunch of their kegs, and so they get new kegs all the time. They've been canning a lot, so I've just had way more cans. But I also, because I am a little bit of a beer snob, I always go to places that are like, buy this beer, get that get that glass. And so I just have a ton of beer glasses, so I just use that. Same Yeah. 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 Beer yeah. glasses, shot beer glasses. glasses. Man. Different than beer goggles. Those are yes, That's a different, different thing. That's, that's after the beer glasses come the beer goggles. <laughs> I was like gonna ask you, like, when do you ever sit down with goggles on on, on your couch and drink beer? Because that'd be tight. I mean, I might, I, you know, maybe that's what I'll do this weekend. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the season the season's over, so like, are we gonna switch the fair pod to the uh, the beer podcast? Maybe. Stone stone podcast. We need to set up a camera. Someone cook. Like they that's like. It. I think the locals did that last week, though. So I don't know if we can like mooch off their ideas so. like, can we just get every single beer that stone makes and just drink it on camera and then we can throw a review on it we can just how many weeks do we have to go to the season starts up again who knows no one knows when it's starting back up again so <laughs> it might be it might be like last time where we just kind of make up shows know. as we go um, <laughs> yeah yeah, I would, I would like to pace that over multiple shows. If we're going to do all of Stone's beers, I don't want to do that all in one night. That would be a hot mess. It's got Kaplan does beer Fridays. Nice, nice. Um, the craft cast. Ooh. Oof. Ooh. I like that, I like that too. Afmir. Some guy right there. We got to get the the people that hang out here with us on. We should like you know? toss them the link so they can kind of be our random okay. guests on the couch. <laughs> Yeah, fair, or fair. We get on the couch, on the couch segment at towards the end, you know. The guy we can on the have couch. Up to like, Brent free. We can have up to ten people up on here, so. That'd be dope, actually. Yeah. Um, some other kind of news. Um, we talked about Phoenix last time. I don't really care to talk about him anymore. Um, no. Stuff <laughs> happened. You can feel about it how you feel about it. Um, yeah. <laughs> And let's turn the page. Um, I'm glad that Colin Martin was involved. I'm glad that he got talked to, that we're still centering Colin Martin and all this. But I realize that this is, at this point, is much bigger than just Colin Martin. It is about the LGBT community. And I uh, don't want to speak on their behalf. Uh, if you want to go find out how they're feeling, um, go <laughs> go on Twitter. Um, yeah. Check it out. Um, so we had a season. We were going to talk about this last time, but we went long. Um that's we had a season. Said. First season. Yeah. So overall, success yes. or not success? Yes. I'm going to say success because of the improvement that was done over the season. Um, I think being from San Diego, we are very used to um, just settling for, you know, whatever it is, right? Like 
oh, your team sucks. Oh, it's one and three. Okay. You know, there's no um, adjustments being made. So I think uh, in general, uh, it it was an overall good season. I think I'm going to give it a B minus. All right. B minus. Because we didn't get to the playoffs. I understand, you know, there's some things involved with that and group stages and all of those other things. Um, but I think it may have had they made the changes they needed. And I don't know if there's any logistics involved of that, like bringing in Rubio Rubin and Alejandro Guido and Miguel Berry. Like, was it like desperation point at that time? Or they were just like, this was the plan, you know, like I have, I'm sure it was timing and all that, but like, I feel like what if they would have done that earlier or even a week, week earlier? Right. Mm. Like, where would we be with that? So that's my well, goal. That's my thing. Because there's a room for improvement, especially Chris? with hopefully a bigger season or longer season next Oh, for year. sure. I mean, I Chris guess President. I was just thinking about her point. Like, I mean, if they came in sooner, would they be found out? Like, would those other teams have already seen them enough times to, like, determine, like, okay, well, we know how to play them, like, because, I mean, really, like, if you think about Phoenix, like, they played one time. And so, like, like they couldn't necessarily open up the house on Phoenix, right? Like, so they couldn't mm-hmm. – because they didn't have Phoenix f- figured out. They didn't have – I mean, they had whatever game reel they could look at. But, I mean mm-hmm. – but then when you add, like, Rubin and, like, Miguel Berry and everything through it mm-hmm. to that squad, it's like it's, like it's a, whole, a brand new team. And, you know, these are players that now they probably didn't get to see too much footage on. So, like, I mean, I guess if I had to grade the season, really, like, it it depends, like, if you want to attach playoffs to a first-year team, like, do you know what I mean, as an expectation? Like, I don't – I wouldn't necessarily feel like I needed to add that in because, I mean, I think they just need to finish – on the top half, right? And there's how many teams on the West? 17 or 18, Alan? There's eight teams that would have played 17 other teams. Right. So, I mean. Sorry. Oh, whew, I thought that was me. Um, my phone. <laughs> I was like, I don't yeah, know 18. what the hell. But uh, no, so I mean, t- to finish on the top half would be good. I understand that that may or may not be, you know, the eighth seed. You know, we still got that, we still have the playing rounds. But this year we didn't have the playing rounds, so if they got playoffs, it would have been bonus for me. I guess I'd say like I feel like you could give it a B because of what they did. I I don't know that we don't know that the next season is going to involve them adding late season acquisitions. Maybe this next time they'll figure out what they need to do ahead of the time. You know what I mean? Because even though adding Rubin and Barry is good, like the chemistry could be, have been far better, maybe. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, if you put that three points, the walk-off three points back on the on the table, um, you're, you're right there with LA Galaxy. You're in the top 15 in the league this year based on points. A, um, yeah, obviously... Uh, Admir says A minus. I'm not sure. I would say um, a new pot game every time Chris says like you take a drink. I'm drunk. Like, like, hey, hey, Jerry, hey, Jerry, 
could you really start that game right now and tell me how many shots you had to take during the whole episode? <laughs> oh, we don't want to. I don't. We don't want to. We don't. Okay. We don't want to kill anybody. On the pod, so. um, <laughs> yeah, I have a hard time giving the team an A because there was a lull yeah. of period where it just was not working. Yes. Um, teacher, yes, the teacher says no A. Yeah. But what I did like about it is when they turned the season around and they started really playing the way that they wanted to play and showed what San Diego Loyal Soccer Club is about. Yeah. We did see that A level work. It just was one of those things where your student kind of lags off and then tries to like finish strong to get to that A. And I'm not sure we quite got there. I think, and this is what's tough is you take that three nil walk off forfeit. That's part of the story. We want to celebrate that. But then on the soccer side, you have 23 points and 23 points doesn't get you into the playoffs this year. 23 points would have ended up in a playoff playing game. And I agree. Uh, so I would say B plus. I think if we, uh, I would give them an A plus on off the field stuff, oh, yeah. whether it's um, you know Rady Children's Hospital fundraiser, um, the stuff that they put out around Black Lives Matter and supporting mm-hmm. Elijah Martin and the LGBT community supporting Colin Martin. I think A comes from. Yeah, I think Afmer is right. A comes from that big picture of mm-hmm. taking a look at the club. But as right. far as play on the field, there's still some room to grow. I wouldn't label San Diego Loyal on the pitch an A team. Um, but I think the things that they did to set themselves up was successful. The midseason acquisitions, I think, is one of those. You take what you can get when you can get them. Um, and in the 16-game season, like, you're talking like usually you have a week a game a week. Now if you have two games a week, you're blowing through games while you're making phone calls trying to get these deals done. Yeah. Um, we just got to get a Guero. <sighs> <laughs> that is like oh, um, no, yeah. sorry. <laughs> I think we're some, right. There's on... some female refs on the pit, oh, on the side of the sure. USL, so that's not okay. No, sorry. Um, I... <laughs> I'm not. I am not going to disagree. It's another topic. Um, I, I do think like we, separating play on the field versus how we feel about the team um, is a two different grades. A is a championship for me. Well, I mean, is it though? Because yeah, I, I mean, I mean, this you I, only got one year to look at. Well, that's only... a, that's the LA mentality. So I guess we should all adopt that, right? I used like, to agree with this. I used to agree like <laughs> if you didn't win the cup. If you didn't win the cup, you fail. Like, if you didn't yeah. win the cup, your season's a failure. You're perfect, think, Alan. But I, I, this was younger me, right? Like, oh, if you don't win the championship, you're terrible. You suck. You're Use terrible. No, you're a bro. Loser. Failure season. Failure season. Can we just say it was passing? Because, like, really, like, what standard yeah. did you have? Unless yeah, you're going to compare it to OC, like OCSSC. Or something else. Like, I mean, what, what are you going to compare the season against? Like, it's really passing or failing at this point. Okay, it's, uh, we're on pass-fail model, then pass. I think so. It's a pass. Barely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's passing. I mean, you could you could say you could say you could say it was passing, minimally successful, or failing. And if it's minimally if it's minimally successfully minimally successful. 
then you have to have a reason, I think. You definitely have that one. And that's fair. Like, we didn't make any ground rules that it had to be letter grades. Like, if you want to give a passing grade, then <laughs> by all means, we're going to let you, we're going to let you do that. Um, I, I think that's, I'd also think that's another great argument to make is how, what are you comparing it to? If you're comparing it to yeah. other teams, or are you saying as a first year, you either pass or fail? And I don't think anyone would argue that the f- first you- season was a failure. Are you 500 team or are you above 500? I mean, do you have a winning edge to your matches or are you on the, the losing recipients, you know, losing side of it? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's one or the other. You have 16 matches. Like, did you win like nine of them or did you lose 10? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, six, right game, six game unbeaten streak that probably would have been seven <laughs> to finish the season. Like, you know? Uh, um, so let's get into some specifics. And again, if you're in the uh, chat, feel free to share your stories. Um, let's talk about some top moments from the season. Obviously, you know, walking off the pitch is going to be, I think, being there and watching it happen was phenomenal. But let's talk about besides walking on the pitch. Uh, Marissa, what was one of your top three moments from the season? Um, from my perspective, um being in the stands uh, pretty much the whole time. Uh, I think uh, the best moment was obviously March 7th because we saw all the hard work that the club put in into the community, all the locals, all the people that are random. I mean, I'm going to forever remember that day. Um, and I think I'm, I gotta look back. I think I remembered it. I put it on a, a past epi- uh, past episode. Like I saw every single friend of mine that is in the soccer community there that night. I don't think I missed anyone, and I tagged like fifty people on Facebook. Like I'm not a tagger on Facebook. Like I'm not one of those like <laughs> I gotta tell everyone what I'm doing. But like my main thing is like I want to remember that day forever and how many people were there. And so that's why I did it. Like, I was like, okay, this is never going to be duplicated. Even next season when we have another, or the next opening match that we have, you know, um, top moment, even though it wasn't the best result that I would, you know, imagine putting Loyal's like final team together on that first match. Oh my lord, would have been so crazy. So that's a top moment for me. Um, I think how the team, I mean, I'm going to do off the pitch stuff because that's where I feel like we as like a podcast, but also like fans and members of the media uh, really felt the connection to the club because they were so open and welcoming about sharing, you know, talking about to all the players before they restarted. Um, you know, the staff was very open, opening, you know, they are really there, I think, present, you know, and I'm all about presence. So it works for me. Um, those are my good moments, just because overall, like, I just had a good feeling. Like, there was a good foundation being a even though we didn't have fans in the stands, like there's still like a super strong community behind Loyal. Um, and now even more than just San Diego because of, you know, unfortunately a side effect of all the bad things that's happened on the pitch and 
you know, Elijah Martin scenario as well as Colin Martin scenario, like, I feel like we're just a bigger community than we started with. And so that's, I'm really happy about that. A um, couple from the chat, Afmir uh, says, Andrew's every decision is DJ sessions. Those are pretty fun. Um, yeah. I caught a couple. I actually was uh, playing Xbox Live with my nephew in Colorado with, and I was listening to one of his sets, and my cousin, uh, my nephew was like, what is that? And I was like, oh, that's the owner of the soccer team. He's like, man, that's really that's really fun stuff to listen to. So we like, I just left it on, so it like played through the microphone, through the headset. Um, Kit reveal night, uh, yes, yeah. and the watch alongs with two balls, and then he threw in getting that ink. More power to you. I have no ink. I have no desire to get ink. I ter- am terrified of needles. So uh, <laughs> wait, he's got he's got San Diego loyal ink. Yeah, yeah, he has a he has the 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 badge. What? I need to yeah. see like a huge story. Uh, Thomas send a picture to the email. Yeah, Afmir, go ahead and uh, or tweet us, and we'll we'll put it. Up. Yeah, tweet a picture of that. I want to see that. Yeah. Uh, Chris, what were some of your top moments from the season? <sighs> top moments. Um, well, one of my moments was when the locals said, "Yo, that ain't my crest." <laughs> when the when when you know when the whole thing got flipped up, they were like, "Yo, don't flip the badge." I thought that was dope. Oh, was, yeah. I didn't know what was going to happen, but between between you know the powers that be and the locals, they were like, "Yo, I'm not having that." So that was right. pretty tight. But I'm sorry that that had to be. It's not number one, but it's one of my top moments. Um, kit reveal, pretty dope. I feel like just because we were really trying to figure out those colors, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and then eventually we did. <laughs> but I mean, kit reveal was tight um that was a good day yeah that was, a good day. That was sick um and then i mean of course like the product on the pitch like you have to be stoked about the product on the pitch um you know i think we learn more about loyal through their losses sometimes because mm-hmm. you know we could really kind of go okay like this is what they need or that's what they need and you know what i mean it was it was clear you know and mm-hmm. And I think we saw a resolve to that when they added the players. Um, let's say if there's anything else, um, I think the last thing is probably just getting all my local stuff, man. Like getting it, getting it, getting all my mm-hmm. scarves and getting the glass from the night and uh, right. my autograph picture. That was pretty sick. So. Ooh, you got an autograph picture. I got I still an autograph picture. I got, yeah, man, I got all that stuff. Yeah, I think I got uh, your. Dope. Yo, yo. Yeah, that's real. That's some that's some good ink right there. I like that. Yeah. I could get the red, the red to show up on me, but everything like in the, maybe the blue, but some for reason I don't think the the green would show up as much in that color on my skin. I got I got blue on my skin, so I could I could see that, but that's tight though. Like it. Yeah, it's really awesome. You would only find that if someone painted it on me, because that doesn't hurt. Um, <laughs> that would feel good, bro. You, right where he got I don't it. No, they're not that bad. This was like oh, ten. I mean, it's not. It's not that bad. I got like a ton of stuff over here. Oh, I mean, wife's got a beautiful back tattoo that her friend did, or our friend, her her friend, our friend. It was back in the day uh, that he did. Um, he made his own ink. He was an artist and then became a tattoo artist, and it's gorgeous. So sh- she does that. 
she's got a matching tattoo with her sister like on their feet that lines up like she's all about it and i'm like uh pass um yeah, i'll give a, i'll give a, i'll give a, i'll give a hundred bucks to the person who gets it who gets that big on the back of their body Oof. Oh. Like if they're already going to do that anyways uh, I would I would give someone a hundred bucks on the spot. Let's, let's let's do a bet right now. You get some type of tattoo if Loyal wins the championship next year. If they win the cha- I get one. Yeah, Oof. I already I already know what you would get, Alan. But like, it's not like the badge, right? Like you would get like Fairpod, right? Like I am a podcast host. Like that uh, would be you would get a Fairpod tattoo. Um, I am gonna go with Jerry's suggestion that I get a loyal henna tattoo because I know that those don't hurt either. Okay. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> Hannah, branding. Why don't you get branding? Old. Like, yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. So you get a taco. I, I saw someone post about that, like the branding thing, and then it reminded me when I was in college, a buddy of mine got uh, a brand on one of his arms, but it slipped and it slid down. So it was like all messed up, and so he's like, "Do it on the other arm," and he got the act, he got it done right on the other arm. So he had like one really good brand, and then one that was all like messed up. I was like, "He's like it wasn't as painful as I thought it would be." I'm like, "Oh my god, no, no, no branding." Took us to the show last game. Um, yeah, there's a a bunch of uh, social media stuff out about Afmir uh, right afterwards, um, and. Um, yeah, it was super cool to see. That was kind of one of my highlights is like that early kind of bonding right away, like between the naming of the supporter group and the naming of the team, like the community came together really quick. Um, yeah. And it was super fun just to be able to hang out and get to meet. Like you said, like we met at the uh, supporter group naming party, like yeah. actually met face to face, which is something people don't really do anymore. Um <laughs> You but, speaks for yourself, Alan. I mean people all the time. I just mean you, usually it's on the Twitter machines, and yeah, I yeah, never yeah. see them. I don't know who that what they look like because their yeah. avatars something really far away or it's a cartoon. <laughs> we um, got this. We got this other host. Her name is Marissa. I look at her. I look at her Twitter. Damn, she's all up in the space stuff. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. I like how we came to. That's a top moment for this season for us. I feel like we came together. Like, cool. Like. She's all about NASA and the moon. <laughs> and meditation. And yeah. meditation. She she calms us down. Um it's got the podcast guru. Like obviously getting blisters was super fun and Ooh, kind yeah. of preparing for that first game was super uh enjoyable. Uh and then actually the third one is the two nil win against Orange County. Like to see the team go from that first match of being very hesitant. Uh, very, I don't want to say timid. Timid's not the right word, but very hesitant, like very in their heads, very like uh, second guessing themselves. They were playing really tight to see how they were so aggressive and they took the game to Orange County. Like, I still get goosebumps thinking about that match and being able to see it happen and the intensity that was on that pitch. You can tell that the guys that were playing on the pitch were playing for each other and not just to win the match. Uh, and that was really kind of eye-opening because it was like, um, you okay, bro? Um, it was very eye-opening to see that team come together, and it really gave me hope that moving forward, we're going to put together not just a good team, but good people 
that do that play for each other. Uh, and that is something that I think mm-hmm. supporters can su- super get behind. Um, yeah. So that was kind of like a weird, random, like Wednesday, it was a Wednesday match. Um, and, but it was just, it was such an eye opening experience to see the way that they were interacting and talking with each other and shouting at each other. And when the yeah. team, team huddled up, they were just like, like really tight and like one unit. And it was really cool to see that because I know that that's what we are hoping to see from, you know, the supporters culture from the front office. So that was one of the highlights of my season. Um, do to do, do favorite do. goal of the season. Mm. Mine is the Irvin Para header. That's mine. Sorry. Ooh, that's a good one. Dang, how do you pick just one? Um, because it was a pivotal moment in that match. I think mine is gonna be the, and I was telling Alan this is the Rubio Rabine one from the last match that we walked off. Which um, one of his three is that? Is it accurate? was, I think. He had two. No, it was the last one where, like, oh, okay, okay. I think um, Vegas or Phoenix had just scored, like, at the end of the first half, like, in extra time. And then we got, like, a free kick just outside the box. And he, like, <clears throat> wrapped it around the goalie, like, into the goal. And I was like, okay, like, this guy's legit. Like,. <laughs> I, this is like goals that you see like at different levels, right? So like, and my whole thing this whole season, you know, at least the beginning was more goals, please. More goals, please. So I'm just gonna, that's gonna, I think it's only because it's recency. Like, oh, like, oh, that's like the last one that like is stuck in my brain. But like the first one was pretty cool. So I guess first and last. I'm agreeing with Afmir here. The Atuene against Tacoma, uh, the uh, Lawal holdup play, Elijah Martin playing it beautifully into Jack Metcalf with a one-touch cross into the center for Atuene to score to get our first win of the season. Yeah. Like even if it wasn't the first win of the season, like that goal to me sums up what it's what team soccer is all about. Right. Is guys sacrificing themselves and putting themselves in in each other into the best position to be successful, and I uh, that goal to still like is such a, a magnificent just boom 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 boom. You're just like we we just scored we just scored we just scored. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a super fun one. Um, that would be my pick. The goal of the season. I know there was a lot of them that were uh, pretty fun and pretty exciting. Um, Jerry say Miguel Barry's goal 25 seconds in um, to against the lowest dose match. Uh, yeah, that one was good. That was like one of those times where the ball bounces the right way. Guys make a good play, puts the guy into a great position and he just buries it. Um, and that was a super fun match. And um, that was kind of the kickoff of that um, win streak um, and his first goal. Uh, and it, I, we might not be able to get him back, but I think what we showed through loyal is we're going to get your guys on loans. We're going to put them in good positions to win. We're going to teach them how to play the game and they're going to have not only a great time, but they're also going to grow as people and players. And I think more, more people are going to get loaned to San Diego because of the culture that we've built here. Um, Ain't no one saying no to Landon. 
<laughs> That's also true. I don't know if I would be able to say no to Landon. Um, and I know Miguel Berry had other choices uh, to go to different places, um, to be loaned out to different places, and he wanted to come come back home and play for his hometown team. Um, and there's something to be said about playing in San Diego. <laughs> I mean, that's why I came here. Um, <laughs> favorite? Does this does this kind of go along? Favorite game of the season? Yeah, um, we can talk about favorite game. My favorite game was um, against Monarchs because it was. Um, oh, that's my favorite one too. That one because <laughs> the refs were like. Not Let me explain attention. to you why you're wrong. Uh, I knew it wasn't just me. I knew it wasn't just me, Buster. Wait, I'm wrong? No, Alan was no. really trying to... See, Alan has this thing I like to call K-A-R. It's like VAR, but it's K-A-R like Karen. And yeah. so Alan likes to debate goals that, that go against Loyal <laughs> or that should have been in for Loyal. And I told him, I said, dude, there's at least a couple scores that should have gone in for Monarchs. And he's like, well, let me tell you how you're wrong. And he went as far as to not only draw a diagram with the video, but he even like re replicated the picture in his house. I did. I did. He had like a door, a door well, and then like his foot. Wow. I was so showing how it was possible for Jack Metcalf to thigh the ball out of the goal without the ball actually going across the line. Like we did like, we did like forensic files reenactment here. Like, <laughs> like I, it was grainy video. It was like Press terrible. Forty eight. I wasn't involved with this. What the heck? I was just back and forth. Chris was like, I know, but I was we like, should no, no, record no, no. it and no, no. talk about it. Oh, God. yeah. It was. I'll have to pull up some. Like I break literally breakdown. Got yeah. my select ball. Like stood yeah. in the door frame, so there's like a goal line, and showed how he could be standing in the goal, but have his leg sticking out. So the, the ball hit his leg and didn't completely cross the goal line. Like I was like, it, it, it was, was pretty high set. To that. Yeah. So what? second year, second year Fairweather Pod is going to have us with those little like um, Cosby pins, the ones that you draw yeah. on the screen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh <laughs> yes. What was that show called? I don't know, but it was like connect the cow to the bar. I had one of those crayon holders, man. Yeah, I had that big dude with the red face. And so, anyways, like. Yep. We can second year. We can you know actually go back and freeze cam and draw on the screen and stuff. You know. Yeah, I'll get a second camera and just have like a drawing board here where we can like. That'd be cool. I like it, because you know no one no one who actually writes about soccer actually talks about like what's happening. They just write about stories. Yeah, true. <laughs> I'm a story person, so I'll leave that to you. Yeah. But I'll set it up. I'll set the camera up for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that was my favorite. That was my favorite game because I felt um, there was some. Uh, well, one we got some luck going our way, but you know to see some goals and actually see some enthusiasm in the team, better than I think from the home game. Um, so I, I'm gonna pick that one because I, you know, one, you know, you don't really watch. I don't watch a lot of like away games on like the local smaller clubs because, mm. you know, I'm I'm not able. I love live live experiences, right? So it was like, okay, I guess I'm watching this on the TV, and I've watched, I'd say ninety percent of the ones live. Um, so that was like, 
ooh, cool. And then, like, the feed going down and, like, watching it on, like, Twitter <laughs> because of Albert. <laughs> um, that was pretty cool because it was like, oh, wow, technology. Like, yeah, this is awesome. And so, yeah. The best part was no one stopped him. Like, usually people would, like, you need to put away your phone, sir. Yeah. Like, he was just like, like, we need it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was great. Yeah. Great and beautiful. Chris, what was your favorite? Oh, favorite game, right? Yeah, yep, yep. You know, my favorite game has got to be, I'd say, like, the 3 2 match against Phoenix. Um, Just because I didn't. I mean, when me and Alan were talking about it, we did not. We had those match. We had that match as like a draw. I mean, Phoenix mm-hmm. just kind of comes off indomitable, and you know, to be able to like go into that, you know. And I understand obviously the the um, rule nine kind of playing in there, but still, like the fact that they're able to go in there and kind of do some damage that was like legit. Um, so I definitely personally like that match um yeah i mean i think that was all make sure sure you drink jerry i think i said um like five times i think it was like like uh he's gonna he's gonna drink he's gonna drink for that too though um i i think for sure that was a super fun game to watch as a supporter of San Diego. But I also think it was a super fun game to watch as like our neutral. Like there was so many things to be excited about. Um, I think the only people who probably didn't enjoy that match was Phoenix rising fans. Um, and I'm all right with that. Uh, Getting a little I mean, hot on Twitter. I mean, whatever. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm going to send that, send this picture. Um, I think that that was just a fun game to watch in general in that it showed kind of that fight for San Diego and it showed, hey, we're not going to back down against this team that's supposedly the best team in the Western Conference and we're going to go into Phoenix and we're going to do something that most teams don't do and that's go in there and win. I was completely floored. Like, I was like, I don't know what's happening right now. Like, what is happening? Like, I think I texted some people. I'm like, what is going on right now? I can't even believe it. Um, But that was a super fun game. Um, Not just because they won. I think if, even if they ended up as a draw, I think you walk away from that game feeling good, feeling like, hey, we we watched a team go into Phoenix and throw it down and put everything out there. Um, and then they had to defend with uh, down a man to end. So that was also nutso. Uh, so, yeah, that, I do agree that that was a pretty fun uh, match. Uh, I already talked about the Orange County one, so I'm not going to talk about that one again. Favorite um, podcast guest. Oh, well, Afmir asked a question up here. He said, who is your favorite player? Um, oh, well, let's and do I think, that. I think we should guess each other's favorite player because I feel okay. like that would be more fun. I feel like we've yes. talked about like... Yes, Ellen's like, yes. Okay. Uh, All right. No, you guys have to guess my favorite player. All right, we're going to guess yours. <laughs> hmm. Guess well, let's see. Player. Who could it be? I'm gonna say your favorite player, Sal Zizo. Good guess. Ooh, favorite player, um, Charlie Adams. No. Damn it! You guys do not listen to me when I talk. Jack Metcalf. Oh, come I mean, on, guys. 
Oh, I don't remember that one minute in time. <laughs> right? The one minute out of like thousands of minutes that we've talked. That we value that you speak. Yes. Yes. Thank you for listening to me, Chris. I appreciate it. It must have been that moment when I was getting a refill. <laughs> for your green drink, right? <laughs> That's right. I had to go blend some more vegetables and trees and stuff. <laughs> All right. Who do we think is Chris's favorite player? Hmm. Mm. I'm going to say Atueni. Chris's favorite player. There's still too many. Like, I'm not even sure. Just pick one. Uh, just pick one. Um, I'll say uh, Guido. No, oh, man. It was, it was definitely Zizo because of the the food connection. You're right. You're right. How do we not know that? Here's the thing. Like I always overthink. I'm like this and then that. And then what about this? And then what about that? All right. We got to get connection. Oh, we know his. I think I know yours. Oh, do you? Yeah, we get it. We'll figure that one out. You go ahead, Chris. It's Colin Martin. Oh, wait. No, 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 it's no, not. No, I think it's Elijah it's, Martin. No, it's the goalkeeper. Um, was that... Uh, Kempen? It's, no, not Kemp. It was the other cat that had that sick save. Remember that guy? Remember yeah, that guy? Come on, Alan. You were that guy with the sick save, and he had, you showed it to me. It's something like it hit the post. Oh, that was oh, when he played MLS? Was that Fenlinson, right? No, that was that was Kempen. Oh, where he, in the penalty shootout where he like misses it yes, and hits the post yes. hits the other post about that yeah it's camping yes. okay, I do cool. love I do love me some goaltenders for sure like, yeah, I do. overhype goaltenders because they don't get a lot of love uh, Elijah Martin's Elijah Martin's a good guess um, I would say like uh, the problem with Kemp is like he's a loney so I'm gonna like take him down a notch like if okay, he was uh, a loyal player then for sure. But he's a lone E, so he's like 1A. So it's Colin Martin, man. Like there the work is. that he did for the team, yeah. I got to give Colin Martin some love. Um, nice question to ask me. Thank you. That's, yeah. that's a dope question. We like it. <laughs> I, I would idea. put, I think I've had it like a top three. It would be Kemp and Martin, both of them together as one human being. I love me some Jack Metcalf too. Like as an yeah. interviewer and to like to chat with him, had a great time with yeah. him. Yeah. Elijah Martin's a good dude. Um, I didn't get a chance to chat. We didn't get a chance to chat with Charlie, but maybe we can work out bringing him in. And you chatted with him on the first match. I did, and when he spoke, I was just like, "Can you keep talking, please?" <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. It's just something about an Englishman speaking about soccer. It's just like, yeah, they could say absolutely nothing that makes sense, but I was like, "Nope, just keep talking." Their resume this sounds is lovely. Like- you know, like their level and their resume <laughs> is like a notch up because they're they have the accent. Wow. Let's just say when I played like when I played like FIFA and I would do like the what was it? You play like some like the not the career mode but like the storyline. It was like I would just let the dialogue go. <laughs> What's up, bruv? And I was like, oh, this is like magical. Like it, this is magical. Two balls on the mic in the house. I need need to talk to a Mexican living in the house. Yeah, Yeah, like uh, just that fresh haircut. Mm. 
Beautiful man. Beautiful. <laughs> once you get once you get that fresh haircut, Alan. Because <laughs> uh, uh, we're in a pandemic, and um, I don't They're want still to. Doing... Small businesses need your help. Um, hey, I, I have thought, Clipper. I thought, we were, I thought we were going to help you cut your hair on pod. Oh, I've done it twice myself already. That's why it looks terrible. That's why I wear hats most of the time. It's about it's about time to go again. Like it's got a, the, the long beard and the favorite piece of loyal gear. Come on, there's there's only one right answer to this. I think you're the only one with the loyal gear though, because I got how about locals gear? I got tons of that. There was some dope local. I'm gonna right, say so... my favorite piece of loyal gear that I don't have is the purple kit right um, the purple kit but is it's dope. long sleeve is Ooh, it long sleeve? you could no. pen it back no it's not long sleeve it's not long sleeve it's but not, i would i thought but i i would mess i would buy that twice if it like long sleeve like keeper kit i would be there for mm-hmm. that i oh, do I'd like the black lives matter kit a lot too yeah um, yeah that's sick the black lives matter sick kit is sick I wonder if you guys can get your hands on the original um, kit top that they were wearing. Not that's not the official one. It was like that. Wasn't it like a orange one or something? Yeah, just the orange, like the orange generic <laughs> Adidas. Or it was like that one, I'm right? Just, I'm just I holding do, out for Tory Green. You know, I do have to say, probably my favorite loyal gear is my hat that I bought before, like the first set of gear that came out. I bought the hat. And like the logo is like slightly off centered and slightly crooked, like it's not like straight in the middle. I'm like, I love this. Yeah, this is USL. Uh, the upside down crest says Afmir. <laughs> Ooh, Poppin'. that's fire, Afmir. That's fire. <laughs> um, if we included locals gear, what did you what 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 would you choose? I'm gonna say the only one that I have is the Haritos one. I just fun. got that. Shirt. I just got that in the mail, but I also got a coffee mug in the mail too. Um, those are tight. Ah, the scarves, man. The scarves, like honestly, oh, like right. you know, we head. got all three of them. Well, I mean, I think I was the only one. I don't know. Did you guys get all three of them? No, no. I just one. got the Bal- the Balboa Park one. And that was, I mean, that was a nice touch. This is like good quality yeah. stuff. I got all three of them. I got the first one, and then I got those other two like right away. So. It was, like, Nice. Terms like footy, talkers, madness. Yeah. yeah. I want to talk to a Mexican living in uh, England because I want to know if they say, like, no mames, mate. Like, do they talk? Like, do they mix? Do like, they the mix slang? them both? Yeah. I like Spanglish and English? Yeah. <laughs> Although, I do have to say, one of my favorite soccer terms that isn't English is uh, own goal in Spanish. Is an auto goal. I'm like, that is so much ruder. That is so much funnier to me. <laughs> auto goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like an auto goal. Like you're so bad that it's just an auto goal for your for the for our team. Like you kicked it in, auto goal. And I'm like, did he say auto goal? Is that what he said? Uh it's so good. And Golasso, of course. Like that just screams. Golasso, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's just that's a beautiful funny. word. But yeah, like mind the gap card now. <laughs> Jerry. Damn, Jer- Jerry's drinking really good right now. Jerry, what do you got in your glass right now? Jerry, what you got in your glass? Right. <laughs> oh, the sunshine and set, happiness. Right? Okay. <laughs> I think we are moving on to our next topic. 
Yeah, there's some games coming up this weekend. Yeah, if you weren't oh, yeah. paying attention to uh, the Western Conference uh, Yeah, the Western Conference Twitter playoffs. <laughs> can't, can't, uh, can't dodge it. So in transparency, I have in the BGN thing, I think it was Pony put it out. I picked El Paso to win it all at the beginning of the playoffs. So uh-huh. I'm going to stick. Yeah, you did. You picked two? We need Paso. proof. We need proof. El Paso. You picked them um, to win it all? What are you smoking? From, the from like, beginning, beginning, game Here, one? Or, like, the playoffs? He picked as a today or something. No, no, no. From the right? beginning of the playoffs. Here's, here's, here, here, here's why. Uh, I thought Reno had a chance to beat Phoenix. They and did. El Paso before some injuries, right? El Paso before some injuries, I thought was a pretty solid team. They hadn't let a goal in, in like forever. And so I was like, but they don't have uh, Salgado and Andrew Fox. They don't. And then Toko. So at the beginning of playoffs, I felt very good about El Paso coming from the bottom side and then taking out Reno to make it to the finals. Like, I thought Reno, because Phoenix had to travel to Reno to take on Reno. And I thought, mm-hmm. all right, well, Reno's had a good chance of winning that game, so I picked Reno to win, and then El Paso being... So I was like, El Paso, they made it to the Western Conference Finals last year. They're going to win it again. They're going to win it all this year. Hey, you know not what? Sure. New Mexico almost put it to them, so... They did. That's why I'm not sure that El Paso has enough to go into Phoenix and win. So I'm not sure how I feel about this match right now. I am conflicted as a soccer fan. And conflicted as a San Diego loyal supporter, uh, El Paso Chihuahuas. Yeah, there is a San Diego connection there as well. That um, did you? Also... Did you, Alan? Did you see the goal that New Mexico scored at 95 minutes? You were watching that, weren't you? Uh, I had it split screen. I don't remember it because I don't remember anything these days because was, my life was, is a blur was... and time is meaningless. It was the Romeo Parks goal at 95. Minutes. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He, like the best thing he, the best thing he's kicked since, uh, uh, since <laughs> another since person's header, back. Shut up! Since the header that he put in at like thirty <laughs> yards out and behind Lubin, he had no idea what to do with it. Uh, yeah, it was a good goal. Um, there are some concerns at El Paso, but who do you think is going to escape this game and head to the finals? Uh, I think Phoenix wins it, man. Unfortunately, and I'm only saying unfortunately because I. Because from a on the pitch standpoint, both those teams are like rivals to mm-hmm. us out here. So you really don't care which one wins. You just want the East Coast to win. But mm. if I if it comes down to both of them, I don't know. Like they just got Chance back, so they got their skipper back in there. I feel like they might have a little extra to prove. So I feel like Phoenix is going to take it. Marissa, do you have an opinion? Oh, Phoenix is probably going to win. And I'm not really good at, like, picking winners because for the baseball, I, like, totally picked the wrong people, so. Well, let's talk it out, though. So, PPG, Phoenix has got, like, a 2.2, right? They're currently Mm -hmm. at a 2.2. They can score goals. El Paso can score goals, but they're about 1.5 PPG. And so, like, you know, Mm -hmm. they... El Paso's front is like very ravenous. Phoenix has got pace on them, um, but I think that El Paso might play high up 
at times, and I think Phoenix is going to just bury them with with the pace once they get too high up, like in pressing. Um, you know, because with, with Phoenix, they can get into dangerous spaces. You know what I mean? Like their whole idea is to is to get you compact. You know what I mean? And then they can kind of win the ball away, and then when they come into your back line, they just get into all the little small spaces. You know what I mean? So El Paso plays a four back typically with the uh, left and right back kind of coming up as wingers. So they really have two back there, and they like to build out from the back a lot. So I guess based on that, and then, you know, you've seen Phoenix. Phoenix is just, they got speed, you know? Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think Phoenix also has the the one weakness I think Phoenix has is the ability to get frustrated and to, like, start complaining. And I think that takes them off of their game. And I think if you can push Phoenix around enough for them to get frustrated that they're not winning at home, um, I think you got a shot. Um, I think the one thing that San Diego showed was you can take it to Phoenix, and Phoenix's back line is shaky. Um, Like I said, a couple weeks ago, El Paso, I thought they would have a good chance of winning because they could put in goals, and they don't allow any. Uh, But El Paso hasn't been quite the same El Paso, but who knows? Well, you also have to look at which teams are more match fit too, because El Paso and I'm not sure if Phoenix went, did they go back to back weeks below 120? I don't think so. Right. But Phoenix did, they did. And so did El Paso, they went once yeah. they went back to back with penalties. So, I mean, the reality is which team um, is better. I mean, we saw Lowry making subs on his El Paso team at like 80 minutes. Cause he figured the game was won. And then of course, he then didn't have his starting 11 in there through the next 30 minutes and PKs. Yeah, Phoenix you know? didn't go PKs, but I know they went extra time. It was the punch heard around the world. Um, and it, I know a lot of you have probably paid attention to West Con- Western Conference teams and maybe have not really paid attention at all to the Eastern Conference, which is typical uh, and totally acceptable. I do want to make sure that you tune into Louisville or, sorry, Lou City. Versus Tampa Bay Rowdies. Well, they're loose city. (laughs) Um, This should be a fun game. TBR uh, versus loose city. uh, Two dynamite teams in the USL. Tons of history in American soccer. Um, Loose city's hosting in their brand new gorgeous stadium. Uh, And this should be a pretty exciting match between the two. Um, I'm looking forward to that one as well. Um, so if you have not watched any East Eastern Conference games, check out Lou City versus T, uh, Tampa Bay Rowdies. Uh, if you're a fan of fun kit colors, um, Tampa Bay Rowdies is yellow and green. Very uh, Nottingham. Is it Nottingham? No, it's not Nottingham. What's the one that just went back down again? The Canaries. Uh, um, oh, Watford. They know. Wait, Norwich, yeah. Norwich City, no. very Norwich City in their colors. I think there's a oh, connection yeah. to them. Um, and Lou City, um, you said it's it's going to be a fun match. Um, Who do you got in that name anymore? Who do I got in that one? Um, I originally had Charlotte, not Charlotte, Charleston winning the East. I thought they would. Um, thanks, Dylan. Uh, I thought Charleston would win their half the bracket. Lou City would win their half. 
and Lou City would play, uh, no, Charleston would play El Paso and El Paso would win. So my Eastern Conference is all jacked, so it doesn't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one rule in the postseason is don't pick against Lou City. Like, yeah, don't don't do it because they always win. They're like, I think they've made, they've never missed the playoffs. I think they've been in like most of the finals in the past four years. I think. I think they've, they've been, been in four straight times. finals. Yeah, it's, like it's the six times. And they're a tough team to beat. Um, Hackworth, uh, you might recognize his name. His dad is the Lucity coach. So there's a San Diego connection. So if they make it to the finals, you can root for them. Uh, and Tampa Bay is um, a classic team with tons of history. And, Florida. and it's, yeah, it's in Florida, um, unfortunately. <laughs> but I mean, uh... I'm sure there are some people in Florida who would rather not live there, but they have to. Uh, so make sure you check out that match as well. Uh, it should be a doozy. Hmm. Where can we find you? Can we find you? Chris. Chris. The socials. You can find me at by Twitter. I think my last tweet was about what junk food you have bought lately. And so all you guys over here eating those Nashville hot Lay's chips need to get on my post. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Where can we find you, Marissa? You can find me at Twitter and Instagram at hashtag Marissa spelled out. Don't try to use the pound sign because it won't work. Do it. What about you, Alan? You can find me at A Underwood 48 on the Twitter machines. Um, The picture of my dissecting the goal is in the uh, is in the Twitter chat or in the Twitter messages. (laughs) Um, Apparently, Afmir is trying to get Corey Herzog on our podcast because he may be joining another team soon. Um, and lastly, um, a bit of sad news. Um, the reason we started the show that we did, um, if you are familiar with the total soccer show, they've been around for quite some time and are a very influential group of human beings. Um, one of their hosts, uh, Daryl, uh, Grove, uh, he went into hospice a few days ago, uh, for, uh, cancer and he passed away, uh, last night. And so it's a tribute to him uh, and to the um, amount of inspiration and help and mentorship he's given a bunch of the uh, soccer podcasts. Um, We started our show the way that we did. And I'm going to end with how he would like how he ended. Uh, Thank you for taking the time to talk to me tonight. Um, Hug a loved one. uh, Be kind to each other. uh, And much love to Total Soccer Show. Thank you guys for making this a fun podcast, hanging out in the chat. It was great to see all of you uh, and your thoughts. Uh, Thank you very much, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. This and every episode is brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. You can find other podcasts on bgn.fm. The Fairweather Podcast is also sponsored by Roughneck Scarves, the official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. 
Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Tired of the same old uniforms and cookie cutter templates from Nike and Adidas? Looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday League squad, adult, or even pro team? Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your new custom kit today at IcarusFC.com.